All righty, guys, Andrew Bobros here. Hey, I got to do my reaction video on uh, that horribly uh, frustrating game that we had this week uh, versus the Raiders, but this is kind of my Staley notes. I found a really cool little article on Yahoo Sports. I think it's pretty good, kind of breaking down Brandon Staley a little bit, and uh, I'm going to wrap up with some of my uh, general thoughts about the Chargers, how we're progressing, how we're not progressing, and uh, let's get into it. All right, guys, before I get into the video, uh, again, as always, smash the like button. Please subscribe. You know, uh, we're getting pretty close to 800 uh, subscribers now. We want to get to 1,000 because once we get to 1,000, then we could – there's a lot more merch we want to bring out, right? We keep talking about this merch, but we want to be on a different platform, so that platform requires 1,000 subs. So we're trying to get to that. So if you can, please get our names out to some other folks because it does make a difference guys really we want to bring some at least some fun merch some things we enjoy having and wearing and you know wearing to tailgates and so on and so forth but uh and anyway if you can help with the channel please uh get some likes and subs out there and and just you know maybe post it out to some other social media places and so on and so forth but at any rate enough of that um guys it's been interesting. You know, we, we've had a lot of uh, activity with some Raider fans on a lot of our chats and some of our other videos. And it's great, guys. And at the end of the day, as much as we just despise the Raider fan base, they come out in full force, right? And they definitely talk when we lose, right? And so it's interesting seeing their responses. And, you know, I'll just say this. Bottom line, it's it's great to win it and it sucks to lose. And we lost that game. And, you know, in, in my, my personal opinion, we gave up that game 100%. Just our, our litany of errors caused that game to go the wrong direction. Now you could argue that, yes, you know, they had some takeaways and we had that pick six, so on and so forth, but we played horribly offensively. So, and really defensively for the, for that most part. So I've, I've gone through Brandon Silly's notes. I want to share another video or a little article um, on um, uh, from Yahoo. So let me pull that up real quick here. Uh, pretty interesting little article talking about Brandon Staley and, and where Brandon Staley is, um, you know, <laughs> Well, Chargers are specifically underachieving as a team. So let's go into this article a little bit. Um, make sure we have this turned off. But uh, the Chargers are underachieving a team that falls squarely on Brandon Staley. Now, this came out yesterday uh, in the evening. I, I read the article on Iprosting the way uh, they broke this down, right? Um, so, <clears throat> again, I've talked a lot about how our team is stacked, even with injuries, guys. I'm, I'm kind of tired of the injury conversation that, oh, we're injured and we're beat up and yada, yada. Look, okay, I get that. Okay, I get that. But you can only say that for so long, right? And after a while, it starts to become coaching. I watched the Saints and the uh, Bucks game uh, last night. When I football, I had, I had run over. We were watching the game, and good God, Tom Brady scores two touchdowns at the very end of the game and wins, Right. But one thing I noticed, and we were specifically discussing how old Brandon, or uh, not Brandon Silly, sorry, Tom Brady is. I think he's 43, 42, something like that. And, but man, he had a clean pocket the entire time. I mean, he was standing up the entire time. And I kept thinking, when have we ever seen that with Justin Herbert these past three games? I mean, he is legitimately getting dry humped the entire time. And my point is, yes, we've had injuries, but yes, even with some scrubs, and they were talking about specific injuries on the line. They were doing a better job. Now, you could argue, well, Corey Lindsley's out. He's the one that has the pass protection for the line. But it's still stacking up, and it's starting to be a problem for this guy right here, Justin Herbert, our stud quarterback. And we know what he can do when he has time in the pocket. So there's arguments to be made that get the ball out of your hands, get your ball out of your hands. Now, 
again, I'm going to go through this article and then I'm going to go through a lot more of this a little bit later on. But it's something to think about moving forward and how we've done a poor job executing not 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 only offensively but also defensively. And again, you know, the Raiders are not a great team defensively for the most part. They're arguably one of the worst defensive teams in the league. The same with the Chargers. <laughs> awesome. But they looked amazing against us. And again, the argument I do not say is, oh, the Raiders played us better. No, we played poorly. Our, our pass protection was poor. We did not come in with a good pass protection game plan for our boy, Justin Herbert. So again, that's the whole point of bringing up Tom Brady and what he's doing as an older quarterback in the league. And if we want Justin Herbert to be playing like Tom Brady, you know, at a high level, we got to keep him healthy. And, you know, he's gotten his ass kicked this season. So it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. I mean, Chandler Jones got three sacks this game. Good God. He had no sacks all season. I think he had a half a sack. So really frustrating. So this article is pretty interesting going in. Issues in life are never black and white. It's really true. When it comes to an underachieving team, there are a myriad of reasons, struggling, yada, yada. We could talk about it. They took a boatload of injuries. We are the most injured team in the NFL, 100%. We are a, the most injured team in the NFL. Six and six record. We're still, you know, in the playoff, con, you know, conversation, right? Okay, but there's a couple of things I want to bring up in this article specifically. Um, but it seems a bit more when the team has um, qu- uh, uh, is in question, had a Super Bowl aspirations going into the season. Make no mistake about it, guys. This season was all about getting a team together for a Super Bowl run, and it's been really frustrating um, seeing that we have not been able to do that, right? Justin Herbert is verifiably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and has still played at a high level in this season in midst of all the barebone offensive scheme um, injuries that we've had. This is really what I want to sit on. And, and again, I've talked about this over and over again about Joe Lombardi. This has been my biggest argument about Joe. It's simple. We're doing very simple plays. And I get the concept of, okay, maybe execution. Maybe we need to do things correct. But when you're not making the defense think differently about the way you're going to throw the ball down the field, move the ball down the field. It's very easy to scheme against what you're doing offensively. And that's what they've done. That's what they've done. Um, For the most part, Herbert has done his fair share of heavy lifting. Staley's defense has not at all. 100% agree. We've been very bad, underperforming. Um, And it's just, it's awful, right? Now this right here, this this Callahan got burned, right? There, There were a lot of just bad bad play calls on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, we're going to go into this a little bit more detail on Brendan Staley's notes, but, and I'm also going to wrap up and talk a little bit about that at the very end, but offensively and defensively, we're playing very, very bare bone offensive. And and quite frankly, I still think Staley's defense is playing very bare bones. We didn't see any Delbridge on, on Adams. It was pretty much man up. And they had, again, just like my arguments with the chiefs, we didn't do anything different to get Kelsey off of his routes we didn't man up Derwin James on Kelsey or anything like that. But why didn't we double team um, Devontae Adams? I would have put Mike Davis on him and then I had a high safety focus on him specifically. Double team him. Doesn't matter. And again, I was watching the game last night and I just I saw the safety play was so much more aggressive with the, the balls being thrown to these, these uh, wide receivers. And our safety play is really awkward. We're, we're kind of just floating, but not. we're so far back. We're so afraid to let the ball go downfield that we're not doing any intermediate-type routes. And so I, I promise you a lot of these teams are saying, hey, 10 yards, 15 yards, those, those are open, and there's no safety coverage on top. So what's the point of even having the safeties? They're playing so deep that they're not getting any type of pressure or any type of disruption. This play specifically, I remember – 
the, I think it was Gilman or was Nas. I can't remember exactly where, but he wasn't even anywhere near Devonte Adams. I'm like, wow, that's bad safety play, but it's also arguably bad coaching. So again, we're going to go more into that a little bit later on in, down the road. So again, in this article, it consensually goes to injuries, star players like jo- Joey Bosa, JC Jackson. We are going to get Joey Bosa back. Who knows when we'll talk a little bit more about that in his notes. Um, you know, and again, so th- this is the final thoughts on this, and then I'm going to move to the, the notes. Um, but at some point, the person has to be hired, has to, needs to lead the defense and show why the Chargers were right to hire him as a, as a head coach. Again, we have regressed as a defense 100% this season. Saleb is known for his being transformed into defensive player regards to the Rams, building a defense unusually stout against the run despite not keeping many defenders in the box. It's a whole point of Brandon Staley, and it's why his defense is so unique, is he could run four men in the box, maybe five men in the box, or just go man-to-man because you have an offensive line, five guys. You put five men in the box, and you still stop the run, and you're amazing. Well, again, look at the Rams, right? They had Aaron Donald, arguably the best defensive player in the league every year. Um, And then you had Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best corner in the league, right? And Jalen Ramsey would just man up against Devontae Adams. And then you still get pressure with Aaron Donald. Now, again, again, this is huge, right? He just continued to go into that conversation. But the argument is, yes, that worked with the Rams. So what we're really getting at is, look, why continue on? with that type of defensive scheme if you don't have the personnel to make it work. That's the argument. I think it's really partially what this argu- this article is saying, too. Staley's defense and these players to win one-on-one matchups. That's the whole point. The whole point of his defense is to win those one-on-ones. We have not done that. Okay? Arguably, none of the, our players on this team have won one-on-one matchups. And so what starts, what's starting to happen, what I'm seeing, Brandon Staley continues to stay in zone. Zone is, in fact, it's interesting. Just so you guys know, whenever the offense is putting a man in motion, the only reason why they do that, well, arguably one of the only reasons why they do this, is to, to let the offense know whether or not they're in zone or they're in man. Right? If you see a corner trail the wide receiver, whoever is in motion, then you go, okay, they're in man. Right? So you're tipping off that offense. Okay, they're in man defense. Then the quarterback can make a decision. Okay, we want to go this way with the ball. Right? Okay, this guy should be open. He's in man, yada, yada. But the problem is, we're not doing well in either one. That's my argument, right? When we're in man, we're not playing well. We're in zone, we're not playing well. Now, again, one of the people that we talked about here too, J.C. Jackson, he really, in my opinion, is more of a man corner, much like a Jalen Ramsey. And we continually played him in zone, and he clearly did not know how to do that very well. He just didn't. He did not do that well. Now, what I would have done is just have him be manned up on number the number one guy. I would say, great. You're on Devontae Adams. You got safety help up top. Just know that, but don't let him get loose. And leave it at that. Leave it at that. Let him do his man coverage against him. You know, he could talk shit with him all day, all the above, you know, yada, yada. Well, again, we didn't do that against him. He beat the shit out of us, and so did Josh Jacobs. So, again, I'm going to go into detail on that and some of the notes here moving forward. But, again, Josh Jacobs playing elite football. Um, Staley added an edge at times. <laughs> some of the fourth down decisions. Approach all to play. Anyway, I don't want to go too much. You know, um, I'm going to read this last thought here, and then I'm going to go into his notes. Firing Sailors after two years on the job, after I was was thought of, um, would would seem rash. But the NFL is about results. Okay, we had this exact conversation on our notes after the game. I understand that yes, firing him after two years would be a bad situation. Results. 
Guys, that's the word. Results. 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 And I'm going to go through the notes that Brandon Silly says, and I want you to think through what kind of results are we really getting from Brandon Staley at this point? Again, I like Brandon Staley. I think he's a fantastic head coach. I think he has a good mind. But I'm starting to lose a little faith in the way he thinks about defense, at least with the team that we have. And again, I've, I've said this over and over again that you know we need to adjust. A lot of your comments on our past videos about this game against the Raiders is where was the adjustments, where were the adjustments, where were the adjustments. There were no adjustments. I'm going to go through the notes again. They're going to they're going to exactly, you know, highlight that fact. So, anyways, so that so again, results. The Chargers face an uphill climb to make the playoffs, which is very true. Um, I mean, we're going to play the Dolphins, which holy smokes, arguably one of the best offenses in the league right now. I mean, good luck stopping them. Um, falling way short of expectations, um, especially with the money that we've spent. Right, we've spent an ungodly amount of money. If you're a Charger fan, I mean, we, we've spent a crazy amount of money. Um, the aspect of the game where Staley really needed to provide an edge hasn't been an edge at all. In fact, it might tank the Charger season. And that's defensively, right? Defensively, we played very horrible. So again, where does that leave us, right? Well, it leaves us as a fan base pretty frustrated, right? All right, so let's get into Brandon Staley's notes, right? And, you know, again, um, these are the these are the major points from it. Eric Smith, by the way, I love him. There's an article that he did uh, on the fifth, and I'm probably going to talk about it. it's the five takeaways here. It's a pretty cool little article, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that. Maybe another one on Thursday. Um, but let's go into this um, again. I'm just going to say this about Brandon Staley. I had a lot to think about over the weekend in my extreme anger and frustration. And part of the problem with Brandon Staley is did we hire him a little too early, right? What I don't want to see is a young way coup or a Michael Badgley type situation where we have a kicker and we let them go and they become an all pro kicker somewhere else, right? I promise you, Brandon Saylor will get a head coaching position somewhere if we let him go. So the argument is, okay, do we give him another year and, and go and move forward? I would probably say the answer is yes to that. Um, and we're going to talk about coaches' salaries on Friday. James and I have been talking about that. And, you know, again, everyone wants to talk about Sean Payton, some of these other coaches that are out there. Um, we're getting him on the cheap. Okay? We know this. Okay, we're, we're not paying him a lot of money, right? It's actually interesting. We can't really find actually exactly how much money. But if you guys know how much money Brandon Staley gets paid per year, put it in the comments down below because every time I look at how much he gets paid, I think it's around a million, maybe a million and a half, maybe two million. That is very cheap for head coach in the NFL, guys. It's very cheap. So, so it's an interesting thing to think about. We're going to talk about head coaching salaries. What would it cost to bring in Sean Payton? You know what we have to do. Um, we give up a lot to bring a guy like Sean Payton in in, in the door here. So, anyway, um, I'm I'm going to give my general thoughts on that moving forward at the wrap up. But let's go through his notes. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. Um, and again, uh, tune in. We are going to be live on Friday, and we're going to go through that. So, injury updates. God, it's just awesome. Just love all these injuries we have here. So SJD went down, MCL sprain. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to be there. I. I I just, I just don't even know what's going to happen here, guys. Um, you know, an MCL sprain is pretty bad. I mean, that's pretty much what um, Pipkins has been dealing with. Uh, Zion Johnson, shoulder injury. My God. I mean, that whole right side is blown up. Again, it happened last year. Too. Why can the right side not stay healthy? You know, it's absolutely so frustrating. Um, yeah, Callahan, uh, core muscle injury, right? Probably some sort of ab injury or something like that. Uh, you know, these these are three core players, guys. <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, at some point it, 
you just have to laugh, but it's also frustrating, right? Um, you know, you're out of the most injured team in the league and every single one of your players is just consistently being injured. Right. And I, you know, and again, I, I, I again, you know, strength and conditioning, you know, where, where is the disconnect, right? How are we not game time ready? Um, that's an argument to figure out. Right. And I, and again, I get very nervous about where we're at, uh, <laughs> going into this, uh, this game against, you know, the dolphins, um, Anyway, talk about Corey Lindsley, Pipkins again. This is what uh, two, uh, f- five players specifically at the very beginning talking about injuries, right? Oh, and then you know a little bright news right here: Donald Parham is going to come back this week. Um, I'm just going to say this about Parham: I, I we have missed him, right? The thing about Donald Parham that I really like is that he's a tall target, right? Gerald Everett is by far a better tight end, by far, by like a long shot. But where Parham is very good is moving the chains on third down, red zone. You could do a lot with that guy because he's so tall. And Herbert could just throw the ball high, completely away from any defender. And there's an opportunity for him to catch the ball. And if not, he could draw a penalty, right? So there's a lot of good things. So at any rate, you know, just love love seeing these injuries just stack up. It's just super frustrating. But anyways, it is what it is, right? So, all right. So let's go into some of the things that, that, were specifically asked about the Chargers and you know where we're going um, on the pressure rate that the offense has been experiencing. Right, I mean these past three games, I believe Herbert's been sacked. It's either fifteen or sixteen times. We gave up Chandler Jones three sacks this game. Whew, holy smokes, dude! Right, and, and you know you've had because you got Jamari on that side, right? Who's who's done great, arguably up to this point. But you know, Filer's not doing great. You know, when we lost Corey Lindsley, it's just just everything's falling apart. And I, I would almost argue when Corey Lindsley went down week two against the the um, the Chiefs, the wheels fell off of the truck at that point. Trey Pipkins went out, and he's had just a litany of injuries all season, right? So it's just been a problematic situation moving forward. I think we've done well up to this point, but. Um, what I what I'm going to argue with you right now, specifically on pressure rates, specifically, and and I and I alluded to this before around coverage and pass protection and game planning and and really execution or even adjusting. Right. The problem is teams have now figured out how to put pressure on us. Okay, it's happened three weeks in a row, guys. And you could argue, well, you know, good pass rushing, and Brantley talks specifically about that. And but but the problem is, is our protection scheme is bad. So we're not doing a good job of protecting Justin Herbert or opening gaps, right? So they're running pretty base defenses against us. I mean, there were a lot of times they were showing pressure but dropped out, and you know they, they were showing cover zero, like all-out blitzes, and then people would drop. But the problem is, guys, we're still not picking up those blitzes. And they're not even blitzes. They're just four-man rushes. And those four men that come up, man, it's just we're not doing anything correct to, to block anything at all, right? We're not opening holes for the running game. We're doing a horrible job of protecting Justin Herbert. So we can go into that a little bit more detail later on. Um, but the pressure rate's been pretty horrible. Um, I don't really want to go too deep into this. Um, <laughs> again, we had lead. It was, what, 10 to 0, uh, I think, in the first quarter, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, so, okay, so again, so I, I have a hard time to kind of thinking through how I want to say this in a politically correct way. I, this this part kind of frustrates me. I think that you could tell that their game plan was trying to heat up and force people to be 
on islands a little bit. I thought we adjusted well and made some good protection judgments as the game went on. I could argue that is somewhat correct. I think we did do a little better job at the second half, but I think also Herbert started recognizing where the pressure was coming from, and he was doing a better job of eluding that pressure, right? Knowing, okay, this guy is not getting blown off of his mark and going from there. But they were pressuring us, right? We weren't moving the pocket or doing anything to really be aggressive in in opening holes. That's a big part of the running game as well, too, guys, is, is not only – hitting the guy, but moving him out of the way and then getting to the second level. We weren't doing any of that. I, I rarely saw any of our offensive linemen get to the second level and put any type of pressure on their linebackers. That's bad. Guys, that's not good, right? You need to win your one-on-one battle, the guy in front of you, and then move to the second level, and that's that was not happening. So so this this is kind of interesting. Um, again, he, he liked the communication, how we're getting things done. Um, and again, Justin Herbert was just running for his life the entire game. Um, again, Justin Herbert did a great job of protecting the football. His turnover ratio has been absolutely amazing. Um, again, we're going to keep working hard and we're trying to get healthy as an offensive line and keep moving. Okay, sure. Uh, look, my argument is, is we didn't make any adjustments. At least we didn't make adjustments that matter, right? Whatever those adjustments were, again, and Brandon Sealy is obviously speaking in generalities at this point, right? But again, the adjustments were not benefiting the team, right? Um, <laughs> This is another thing. Why does the opposing team uh, not respect the run game? Well, bottom line, because we're not getting any type of pressure or moving people off of marks. The whole point of the running game is to pick a gap. It's going to go in the A-hole, the B-hole, the C-hole. I love saying the A-hole, B-hole, C. It's kind of funny. But we're not getting any penetration or opening up a hole so the running back can move the ball through. Um, Again, this is another frustration I have. Um, I think you have to try and feature premium looks. You know, Brandon Staley's very good at using words that sound smart. I love that about Brandon Staley. But again, to some degree, it's it's a bit of fluff, right? Okay, premium looks. Okay, well, what's the look you're discussing? Okay, well, what, what do you mean a premium look? You have to play, you have to try and play premium hands in the running game. Again, my argument is uh, smash the ball down their throat, right? The problem is, is we're not getting any type of forward momentum. We're pretty good in the screen game, but we don't call those plays very often. Um, and but in the run game, we're getting no push or movement on the defensive line. They could they, they're getting pressure on four, with four guys, right? It's terrible. I mean, again, we have five guys on the line. You're beating us with four rushers. Okay, that means we're losing our one-on-one battles and giving up more. That means everything else can be in coverage. That's essentially prevent defense, and they could stop the throwing motion. That's why that's why Herbert's numbers are down this season. Um, then the different types of passes um, change the launch point, or you can change that type of protection. And again, if you notice Justin Herbert specifically this season, because of rumors, at least I, my assumption, he's been doing a lot more sidearm stuff. He actually leads the league in batted down balls. Not good. It's not a good stat. And that's a problem. And again, part of it, I think, is, is the, the, the protection schemes, the way we're doing things. Play action is not fooling anybody because guess what? We're not running the ball. The whole the whole reason play action works is because we're actually rushing the ball or, or rushing the ball well. And if we're not doing that, we're not going to do anything. Play they're not going to respect the play action. So what, what the hell are you doing? You're not you're not going to hand the ball off at this moment. Um, anyways, and again, this is the other part that I get frustrated. It's going to come down to being in rhythm and blocking people. Well, we're not doing any of those things right now. Again, he talks about the matchups, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, yada, yada, Chiefs, Nick Bosa. Anyways, tired of these excuses. 
But bottom line, we're not doing a good job, right? And and and, and again, one of the things I saw with everybody on our comments is that where were the adjustments? Where were the adjustments? Where were the adjustments? There was none. There was no adjustments. Nothing changed. We just continue to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And, and what is that? That's the definition of insanity, in my opinion, right? So it's frustrating. Um, the facts are that um, there has been a lot of pressure in the last three weeks, and we need to continue to improve overall production in that phase. I, I agree. I mean, we, we've been absolutely horrible. I mean, and, and again, we want Herbert to stay healthy. You know, he needs to do a better job. Right now, he's running for his life. Now, okay, uh, let's get into my frustrations about the way we defensively played against the Raiders. I watched uh, Chris Harry and Matt Money Smith's podcast. I'm drawing a blank. Charge Weekly, I think is what it's called. And, and Matt Money Smith, what he said was, look, I would stack the box and take away, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs. Even when we tried to do that, we did a pretty poor job of, right, and – you know, our linebacker play was pretty horrible. There were just things that we just did not do correct through the entire game. It was just really odd to see. In fact, if anything, I would say we're, we're, we're getting worse as a team, and that's bad, right? Going into a playoff run, right? Okay. Anyways, um, but what I would have done, again, me being a fan, I would have stacked the box. I would have six and seven man fronts in the box, and I would double team Devontae Adams. Pretty simple. There were two people that beat us. Two people, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And arguably, Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. I, I I do not consider him a good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. He's not a great quarterback. I mean, obviously, he's maybe top 15, but he's not a Justin Herbert. He's not a, he's not a you know, Mahomes. He's not a, you know, uh, he's not a top five quarterback in the league. He's just not, right? He's not Josh Allen. And anyways, so my point is double team Devontae Adams. And we didn't do that. The part that I get frustrated with specifically is we always had one-on-one matchups for the most part, right? And yes, it was still zone, right? Um, Coverage up. But man, our safety play has been so bad and non-aggressive. You know, they're not trying to get involved in the hitting or anything. They're doing a very bad job of, of seeing that it's a run and then running down and actually getting involved in the play, right? There's just no aggressiveness. Um, Anyways, again, I would have stacked the box, stopped Josh Jacobs, and then double-teamed Devontae Adams, and they just didn't do it, right? Make somebody else on that team beat you, right? Um, again, Sunday Samuel fell down on that one in the first half. I mean, there was just so many different things. It's kind of interesting. Derwin James was supposed to be on the top of him, and he wasn't. Uh, I felt like DJ had a pretty bad game across the board. I, I don't specifically know why he did. And again, part of my argument, too, is why weren't we blitzing with Derwin James? I kind of felt like, you know, even if you're going to stack the box, I would rather have him, Derwin, line up as more of like a linebacker and have him just be there as an edge rusher or a blitzer. You know, we didn't see any corner blitzes. We didn't see anything um, unusual there. You know, and I just felt like we just played a lot of base defense and it was just kind of bad to see. But I was annoyed with the way we didn't get aggressive to try and put any type of pressure on Derek Carr. Again, zero sacks, zero sacks, guys. Pretty horrible. Um, uh, anyways, um, so again, our safety plays have been pretty horrible. I don't really want to go too deep into this, um, but I just really felt like a lot of, <laughs> again, it, it, it was it was it was interesting. Again, I, I, even even the one I believe uh, Asante Samuel was covering him on the end zone. Asante Samuel just barely missed the ball from being batted down. I mean, he was he was right there, and that's why you say this game is a game of inches. He was right there. He could have made that happen, but he just couldn't do it. So, anyways. Pretty frustrating. 
Um, uh, so on the on the on the final fourth down pass attempt, um, they're playing double coverage on Josh Palmer and Keenan Allen again. Well, why didn't we do that? I mean, to me, again, this 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 highlights my frustration with with some of the ways that Brandon Staley um, is scheming other teams. Right? I feel like the Raiders are pretty even against guys. <laughs> they're not difficult. Take Josh. Uh, take 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 Jacobs. Stack the box, do the best you can. We did a very poor job of tackling him. I mean, he's very good at yards after the catch, right? At first contact, bringing him down. But nobody was really being aggressive. I, I felt like we were playing very finesse-like. Um, but look, in this fourth down pass attempt, they double coverage Palmer and Keenan Allen. So then they said, okay, we're going to go to ball DeAndre Carter. And, then, and arguably it was probably one of the worst throws that Herbert had. I mean, that was not a great throw. Um and he was somewhat open, but it was just not great. Well, clearly the Raiders did exactly what I said that we should have done to Devontae Adams. Double cover him, okay? Put two guys on him. And I don't understand why we're not doing that. you know. And to me, that has consistently been my frustration. Now, again, we're going to be playing Miami this week, right? You got, you got Hill, and you got to wonder how we're going to play him. I mean, they have some fast players. Right, um, arguably the fastest team in the NFL. So I'm expecting a loss, guys. Just so you know, right? Um, they play double coverage on Keenan and Josh, so the ball, you know, we just, anyways, they were just inches short there. So, well, why didn't we do that to them? Right? Play double. I mean, the only person we probably had to double cover was one guy, um, Adams. So it was just really stretching me that we didn't do that. I just, I still, don't, still don't understand why we didn't do that. Um, I don't want really to talk about these explosive touchdowns. Look, at the end of the day, I really felt like we needed to double cover them. And I don't know why to do that. Again, that's been my biggest argument, right? And again, he keeps talking about it's just going down to covering and tackling. Guys, I, I again, I'm kind of tired of hearing we didn't cover them correctly. The tackling was bad. Well, why didn't you double cover him, right? Why didn't you double cover him? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't have a safety specifically spy that guy, take him off the field. That's what a lot of the good defenses do, right? The good defenses always are going to eliminate the biggest um, problems. And the, there was really, it was two of them, Adams and Jacobs. That's it. So it was just really interesting seeing, you know, just the way he talked about this. It's really frustrating. It felt like an excuse. Okay. Joey Bosa's status quo. Uh, again, he's clearly tired of people asking about it, but at the end of the day, um, why we want to know is we want some damn pass rush, right? I mean, we're not doing anything to put any pressure on the court and the opposing quarterback. Anyways, um, I don't want to talk about this. There's really not a whole lot to talk about here. Jerry Tillery, um, he had a pretty good first half. He really didn't do much the second half. They did not talk to each other after the game. <laughs> I don't have much more to add on that. Look, clearly there's bad blood there. It's amazing how many ex-chargers. It's hilarious to me, but... Look, I think clearly Jerry Tillery probably understood a lot of how our, our uh, offensive line schemes are. And I do think they probably gave some pretty good, um, clear direction with these guys. All right, Max, this is how you beat this guy. This is how you beat that guy. This is how I beat this guy. I, I promise you they picked each other's brains and, and, and came in with a pretty good little scheme. That's why I think there was a lot of press coverage and and, and why, why Herbert was running for his life most of the game. Um, I thought this was definitely a penalty should have been a penalty. In my opinion, uh, we're getting a little long in this video, so I don't want to go too much more into it. We're almost done. Um, anyways, I don't want to go too deep into this. Um, 
pass rush performance was pretty horrible, right? Kyle Vinoy clearly is not an edge rusher. I like Morgan Fox did a great job. You know, this guy has been an absolute stud pickup for us. Um, you know, he just needs help, you know, and, and, and Khalil Mack needs help too, right? I mean, that's why a lot of people want to see Joey Bosa. When are we getting Bosa back, right? Because if you got Bosa and Mack out there, and look, if you're an NFL fan, you want to see both of those guys on the field because they could do some really good things. And unfortunately, we're not making anything happen. Obviously, it was not good enough yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah, no shit, right? It was terrible, right? We did not play well. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this, and then we could go from there. Um, the impact of being able to score after taking the ball away on the opposing side, right? Again, to me, the, the turning point of the game was when Austin Eckler fumbled the ball. Next play, they, they get a touchdown. Then, then we kick a field goal, and then um, – or we attempt a field goal. We miss a field goal. They get the ball back, a flea flicker, and then they score a touchdown again, right? They score 14 points and literally nothing. We Guys, that is big, right? We scored 10 points in the first quarter, and then we just give up, right, the second half. Guys, that's adjustments. That's a coaching. It's adjusting to what they're doing. Again, there's arguments to be made both ways, but bottom line, um, we're not executing as a unit, which is a great point, right, here. We're not consistent. There's so many words. Execution, inconsistent, consistency, consistency, execution, bad tackling. Are you guys noticing a theme or a pattern? I get that, again, as a fan, I wanted our team, we expected more from our team this season. But now it feels like we're not performing as a team. Okay, We're not doing things as a team. We're not managing what the game plan is as a team or adjusting for that matter. That is a problem. So, you know, it, it, it becomes, it, again, it becomes a question around, do we have the right coach staff? Now you can, again, make plenty of arguments that yes, we're a, we're a young coaching staff. We're learning, we're growing and yes, you matter. They do. Okay. I, I can accept that conversation moving forward, but it's a problem, right? So, um, okay. I, I don't really want to go too deep into this, but again, feeding off of what each other in that way, we have to continue to search to play like that. It's been inconsistent again, but we're committed to, to trying to change. Okay. Again, I still feel like that's coaching, right? Even if you have subpar players in the NFL, if you're coached properly, you do well. Look, arguably the team that always does that is the Patriots. The Patriots play well. And arguably they don't have how, – how many, how many Pro Bowl players are they going to have on that team this year? I argue probably none. But they're still they're playing just as good as us. Okay, They're out coaching us. Right. And that's my biggest problem with with what we're hearing from the Chargers at this point. And even with the injuries, and there's a couple of comments on some of our past videos, even with the injuries we have, we have some of the better players out there in the league. I mean, Eckler's arguably one of the most amazing running backs in the league, and we're still not performing well. So that's a problem, right? Uh Ja Taylor, you know, look, Jaw did well. He played solid, he, mostly a special teamer. Good job. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna watch this. Uh, we're gonna read through this a little bit and then move forward. I'm just going to say this adjustments second half were poor. We didn't do well. Obviously third, third quarter, we were absolutely horrible. Um, again, wants to talk about in the Arizona game, they did that um, finishing drives, yada, yada. These are all key points, but again, words like execution, our execution hasn't been good enough. It's just consistently execution, execution, timing, rhythm. These are all words that are starting to become tiresome in my opinion. Like I'm just tired of hearing it, right? It's like, okay, I can understand that for a game or two here and there. But again, 
we're not doing things correctly. Um, uh, uh, it's, it's starting to become tiresome. Um, this is kind of interesting. I'll, I'll read this and then one little last thought. I thought that offensively we got it going in the fourth quarter in this game. Well, yeah, for sure, because our backup was the wall. All of these plays that were positive plays, it didn't, uh, it, they didn't end up points for us. <laughs> okay, well, that's all that really matters. Um, and that's where we have, haven't had a high-level execution to score points. It hasn't been good enough. I agree. Again, not good enough. Execution, point of attack, rhythm. These are all these are all keywords that continually being used, but nothing is changed or being executed or adjustments. Right? Um, look, we we know we're still in the playoff focus. Um, look, I just don't know. I we got two big games. We lose these games. I think you know if we don't at least split one of these games, I don't chance. Um, you know, uh, you know, we, we got to start winning, right? You just got to start winning, right? Having Bosa back would help, but who knows, right? He might not be that great. I mean, what what if he comes back and injures himself again? I mean, who knows, right? Um, you know, every week is going to be more because you're getting closer to the end. Yeah. You know, my focus is getting our team back physically. Um, you know, I love seeing the fight on this team. I love seeing Allen. I love seeing Herbert. I, I just feel like our team, I mean, God, like l- look at these four players right here. Amazing players. Palmer is absolutely turning into an absolute elite wide receiver. Allen's been fantastic. DeAndre Carter, we can't expect anything more from a guy that we picked up. But it's frustrating. It's frustrating that we are playing the way we're playing right now as a team. So, all right, guys, let's wrap up. This video is getting a little long. I apologize, but a lot to say, a lot to discuss. Look, um, I'm going to wrap up my final thoughts here. Part of the problem with this team is that I feel like we're getting to a point of excuses are the norm. And even with what we have on this screen, you know, we've got Herbert, Allen, Carter, and Palmer, any good coach would be able to make and score points, right? Think about that for just a second, right? Any good coach that knows how to call a game would score points. I'm tired of the argument that, oh yeah, we got injuries, we have this, execution, point of attack. Again, these are keywords that aren't changing the outcome of the game. They're not changing the outcome of the game. And the problem is, it's happening on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I'm starting to ask myself this question, right? Have the players given up? I think the answer is no, but I think the bottom of the back of their mind, they're starting to realize, holy smokes, we need to start making some adjustments and making some changes to improve what we're doing. And we're not. It's good to see Justin Herbert doing some audibles and making some adjustments when he gets up to the line. But again, we're still not performing at a high enough level as a team to be successful. And again, you look you look at these other teams that are doing so much better. I mean, guys, we're going we're to play the Dolphins. Man, their offense looks incredible. They are going to chew us up like a piece of beef jerky, right? That's exactly what's going to happen. Barbecue chicken. I mean, good God. I mean, there's, there's a million different things we could say about it, guys. But again, we're still in the playoff hunt. We're still there. We're still, you know, in, in the discussion at least. But really, where are we at? But really, where are we at? Well, arguably, I'd say is our backup is heavily up against the wall, and we really got to start kicking some ass, or we're we're going to be out of the conversation here pretty shortly. So, guys, look at the end of the day, um, the way I look at this is is this is a big this is a big situation for us. This is a big part of the conversation. We really need to start playing better as a team, you know. So I'm, I'm I don't have a lot of expectations for this game coming up against the Dolphins. But what do you guys think? Do you think we have a shot of winning this game? I think the answer is always yes in the NFL. But we've got to start playing better than we are now, right? And and it's frustrating as a fan, especially with even 
with the amount of injuries we have, we still have players that are absolutely amazing. And we're still not getting it done. So what do you guys think? What's your prediction for the upcoming game against the Chargers and, and the Dolphins? You know, what, what are your general thoughts um, on this team moving forward? Coaching, not coaching. Um, what are your thoughts? So, again, we're going to try and you know provide as much content as we can for you guys. Again, Friday we're going to go into coach's salary, what it would look like to hire Sean Payton, what he would expect from us salary-wise. It's a lot of money, guys. A lot of money. And, you know, we're going to talk about coaches' salaries and and – what that looks like, and and will the Spanos family do that at all, right? So, uh, you know, James and I are doing some some research on that, so we're going to talk about that on Friday live, by the way. It will be 100% live. So, guys, as always, Andrew Bolt Bros, see you guys in the next one. Yeah.